Live from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada, it's Silver and Black Today. Your daily dose of all things Las Vegas Raiders football. News, views, guests, and your phone calls are all part of the game plan. There's only one nation, and it listens here. Now your host, Scott Colbranson. Welcome back on this Wednesday. It's hump day. You're halfway there, Raider Nation. This is Silver and Black today, powered by our good friends, Sam and Ash, the injury attorneys. 702-820-1234 is the number because you deserve what's right. Scott Branson back with you as we get set for another two hours of great conversation around the Raiders, around the NFL, and whatever else comes up. Yesterday, it was pizza it was National Pizza Day, so Chris and I were battling on New Jersey versus Chicago. Uh, and today, we got some rumor. The rumor mill has started officially, and joining me as he does mostly on Mondays and Wednesdays is my guest's co-host. That, of course, is the publisher of the Raider Maven SportsIllustrated.com website. That is one Mr. Hondo Carpenter. Hondo, how you doing today on this Wednesday, my man? I'm doing great, but I've got to tell you, Scott, I got a lot of people down at the boat club mad at me. Oh no! What did you do now? Two you, and a half weeks. Two and a half kept, weeks ago, I had yeah. questions from them for Sam and Ash. <laughs> and as you know, I had a family situation. I couldn't be on Monday. Right. And but it has now been two and a half weeks since I started my question. But we had to go because we were up against a hard break. And I'm getting bombarded by the nice old ladies at the boat club. When are you going to ask our question? So I'm just telling you right now, winners and losers, I'm the loser, and I go first with Sam and Ash on Monday. Yes, you will. We will get those questions. I actually had dinner with Sam last night, uh, and he was so disappointed you weren't on Monday. And I said, well, he's got some family things he's got to take care of, and he's got to travel. So, uh, yes, they will. you will be first up, and, and you will get your questions in for the boat club to make sure that we don't have anybody. Uh, so all the nice not- little old ladies, be That's nice right. to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's right. It's a Wednesday, and we got the energy. We're moving, and we're grooving. And, Hondo, I'll tell you, I haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl, and we kind of wrapped up our Super Bowl coverage yesterday, but I just wanted to get your sense for your takeaways from the Super Bowl. We, we, what we did is we talked about the game, of course, uh, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers completely outcoached uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid was caught off guard or didn't plan or just decided not to change his game plan. Um, but also we were taking lessons away from the Raiders. And the, the lessons I took away from it, and I keep harping on, my friend, was that, listen, to win a championship in the NFL, you have to have offensive line, defensive line, and a quarterback. The Raiders have two of those so far, so they're not that far away. Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, we wrote about it at SI's Raider Maven right after the game at Carl Kudu did about uh, the Bucks. I mean, they used, they watched that game film of the Raiders twice almost beating Kansas City. Yeah. And they looked at it, and the Raiders really gave a blueprint, number one. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you who came out a big winner at the Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady, was Derek Carr. Because once again, it's demonstrated, it doesn't matter how good of a quarterback you are, you don't go win games by yourself. And Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but Derek Carr, you can go trade him for whoever you want. Until the Raiders fix the defense, they're still going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team. And I think yeah. Derek Carr came out a big winner. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And we're going to talk about, after the first break, 
we're going to get into the question that I have for, for Hondo and for all of you out there. And you can take part in the show. 702-365-9200 is the number to get on. Uh, and you can ask Hondo some legal questions so he can then ask uh, <laughs> Sam and Ash. Uh, but no, we have football questions. But we're going to ask the question uh, around the Derek Carr extension. So there's been talk about trade talk. We know that that's, you know, the Raiders now this week. We've seen multiple reports that they're not, they're not really even. I mean, yeah, they pick up the phones, but they're not interested in trading Derek Carr. So that leaves the question then, do you extend Derek Carr? He is in the last two years of the deal. Uh, can and, and my question for you out there is, can they afford it? We're going to get into that because there is economics involved in the NFL when it comes to salary cap. There's ways around it, of course. Uh, but we're going to talk about, can the Raiders afford or can they not afford to give uh, Derek Carr an extension uh, and maybe going into this year? And we know they've had conversations uh, going into last season, so we'll ask that question. Also, at 3 o'clock, the rumor mill's going. It's that time of the year, Honda. We know. We've covered the NFL. We understand. It just as stuff dries up and players are getting ready to move, agents are talking to people, all kinds of things are happening. So we're going to talk about some of those rumors. We've also heard the Russell Wilson stuff, too, and – uh, finally, a piece, I say finally, jokingly, a piece dropped about Russell Wilson and how he would be a good fit in Las Vegas, which is interesting. So we'll talk about that. Then later on in the show, we're going to ask the question, should NFL coaching hiring, should that wait until after the Super Bowl? Right? We saw Todd Bowles. We saw Byron Leftwich come up with some great game plan. They win a Super Bowl. Those guys were not mentioned for head coaching jobs uh, at all. I mean, all we heard was Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, but what about those two guys? Would would that be something that we'd be down for? That you would be down for out there in Raider Nation? Um, can I can I say something though? Yeah, because of you had. I want to call you on that because you may remember a few weeks ago I talked about the job Todd Bowles has done and said on your show that's a guy that deserves another look. Absolutely. I'm going to share. I want to share a great story with you. Um, Clarence Underwood was the first African-American, one of the first African-American athletic directors in all the NCAA. And Clarence happens to be a terrific friend of mine, great friend of mine. And we were talking once about diversity. And Clarence doesn't think guys should get hired because of the color of their skin. He doesn't think a guy should be hired. He just thinks the best guy should get hired, period. But he said to me, he goes, when you watch a really good coach fail at a bad team, he gets another shot. Right. And he said, you're really going to know when you get diversity, when a guy who's of color goes to a bad job and it doesn't work, which most of them don't. It's why they're bad jobs. And then gets another shot. Bowles deserves a shot. Leftwich deserves a shot, and not because they're black. I want everyone to hear me say this. I think when we say Eric Bieniemy deserves a shot, he's a black coordinator who's done a great job. I think you do these men a disservice, or women. There's a woman in the Tampa Bay organization that really deserves a shot at being a GM. You do them a disservice when you say, or Tom Flores, he deserves to be in. He was the first Latino coach. No, Tom Flores deserves to be in because he's a great coach. You don't get into the Hall of Fame because of your color. You get in because you're great. And let me say this, Todd Bowles deserves to be a head coach, not because he's black. He deserves a shot because he's a hell of a coach. Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy, and these are guys who are good enough that they deserve a chance to be able to say no to the crap jobs where they know it's not going to work so they can wait. And, and I, 
and you don't do that, Scott. I want to give you credit. But when you say no one's mentioned these guys, you know, for second job, you I, I know that you know this, well, but I want your fans to know. I said this a few weeks ago on your show. If I had a, if I was a head coach or I mean a GM right now in the league, the first call I make was not to be enemy and not to left, which it's the Bulls. Right. And not only that, I mean, he did, a, and Chris and I talked about this on the show yesterday, he actually did a good job in New York. He had a, a GM that completely just screwed the pooch for that franchise. So it wasn't his fault. You know, you have to look at those situations. And, and I think that Todd Bowles is that perfect example of a guy who, yeah, he deserves another chance. And that's my point of what we're going to talk about at 320, which is should NFL coaching hires be not allowed to happen until after the Super Bowl because these guys, you mentioned them, but they were not connected with, uh, they did not get a, a lot of interviews. It was not like the Biennemi show where you were watching him go around. By the way, Eric Biennemi came out and said that uh, Houston was not a good fit for him anyway, so there's, there's some reasoning why he didn't get the job there, and it wasn't just from the Houston Texans. The reasoning is he has a brain. Yeah, exactly. Let me That's tell you dysfunction. this. I would not want the Houston job if they said this is going to be your only chance of being a head coach. Let me give you a great story. The guy who invented the NFL draft board, Hank Bola. Mm -hmm. So he's the defensive coordinator with the Colts, Johnny Unitas, and all of this. He gets the Buffalo job. Great, great friend of mine. His son, Max, is now an assistant with Saban. I'm very close to, to, to Hank. God bless his soul. And Hank takes a job at Buffalo. He's there a short time, gets canned. And he was a great coach. The problem is Buffalo was so terribly run. This is this is how inventive he was. He invented the NFL draft board. I mean, he was wow. the first guy to invent it. And so he did all this stuff. They go, oh, he's a quack and can him. And now everyone else uses him. <laughs> and so, I mean, th that's why when Biennemi comes out, I applaud him. I applaud yeah. Eric Biennemi saying, listen, I'm not desperate. Right. Just because I'm black doesn't mean I'm desperate. I'm a hell of a coach. I'm going to wait for the right job. Man, heck, if you don't like Eric Bieniemy even more after that, then you are just a racist moron because he's a great <laughs> coach, and I don't care what color he is. Yes, uh, he had a bad game against the uh, Buccaneers, but, you know, that's the way the game goes. You just sometimes you win them, sometimes you lose them. All right, we're going on the phone line. It is Raider 27. Thanks for being patient, Raider My 27. My guy! You're on with Hondo and Scott. What's going on? Hey, it's been, what, a week since Hondo yelled at me, man. I was wondering how <laughs> Hey, 27, let me tell you a funny story. Okay. I was out of state the other day riding on Highway 27, and I almost took a picture and tweeted it at you. So I want you to know, when I'm not here, I'm still thinking about you, 27. <laughs> well, good. That's pretty funny. So we're talking about what are we talking about? Derek Carr's extending Derek Carr or coaching? Yeah, we're 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 going to get to that, but you can go right into it. What, what's your take ah. on that? What would you do on Derek Carr? Yep. Well, the thing is, is the longer you wait to sign him, the more expensive he's going to be. And uh, yes think, and no. Yes and I no. I disagree. You don't think so? No. No. Okay. Go ahead, Kanda. Go. No, go, you're go, the go. boss. No, no, no. Here's the deal, though. It, two things. One is, yes, if, 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 if they went into this season, Derek Carr has another great season, the price goes up. But at the same time, if I'm Derek Carr, I want a deal now. I'm coming off a great season, and I want 32 to $35 million because that's what a, that's what a top NFL quarterback is making, uh, not counting Patrick Mahomes, okay, a little bit below that. But that's what it's going to take. So, so Raider 27, you're, you're saying go ahead and give them, give them 32, 35 million now. 
Well, I'm saying right now you've got the eighth, the eighth ranked quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's for let's, for purposes of this discussion assume that he maintains the level of play he's playing at right now. As salaries escalate in the NFL, assuming it gets back to normal, I mean we don't know what it's really going to do. But it was well, the, 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 the salary cap's normal, going down though. Well, I know it's going down this year, but. If mm-hmm. they get fans in the stadium next year and everything gets back to normal, it's going to go mm-hmm. back up. You know, so say a quarterback costs you $30 million right now in two years, that could be $38, $40 million for a, a, the eighth quarterback in the league. You, you know what I mean? Because every year salaries go up. I don't think we can – I hope we don't have to depend on COVID and playing in front of no fans every year. I'm hoping we can get over this – Yep. thing and, and get back to normal, get fans in the stadium and everybody's buying jerseys and going crazy. And, uh, you know, and the NFL just keeps making money and the salary cap goes up. I'm going to look at it in a positive light, you know, but too many things are unknown. And to, to be honest with you, I think Mariota is good for a game or two, but I don't think he's accurate enough to get you deep in, into yeah, no, I'm I'm not one of these guys who thinks Marcus Mariota is an answer at all when you have Derek Carr there. But Honda, you 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 said you disagree that the price will go up. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why for a couple of things. Twenty seven, and I admire your thought process. I like guys that come on this show and think, and you're one of them. Mm-hmm. So thank you, twenty seven. But let me say this: couple of things. You've got a guy in Derek Carr that wants to be here. You have a guy that's that's going to be. He's a lot more Tom Brady than Joe Namath. And so he's a guy that's going to say, listen, I'll take a little bit less. This is where I want to be. Just make sure you're not pocketing the money. Go out and spend it on defensive guys. If I'm the Raiders, I go to him and say, listen, I've got you on the books for two years. We're not going to do a deal with you this year. And here's why, Derek. Because the salary cap. Now, I want to say this. I was the first to report, Scott, you tell him if I'm not, about the coming salary cap apocalypse. And I had heard from GMs it was going to be probably a minimum of $20 million drop. In worst case scenario, it was 30. Nobody thought it would go to 30 because you'd have to, first of all, there's a limit on how far it could drop. It would have to take some work with the NFLPA. But 30 million was about as low as they thought. Now I'm hearing from GMs, they're thinking it's going to be right at 20 million. So you go to Derek and say, listen, we've got you on the books for two more years. You want to be here. We're going to get below the cap. We got to cut some dead weight. We got to get rid of some guys. And I'm going to come back next year after the cap riot rises. We're still going to sign you to a deal. It's a gentleman's agreement. And it happens all the time in the league. And you know what? The Raiders, Derek trusts them. They trust him. And you go in and I think you agree to a number this year. But you tell them, doesn't matter what happens next year. This is the number. We're doing the deal, but we're going to wait till the salary cap goes up. I don't think they have to do it this year, but I think that's the way they're going to handle it. Now, Scott, you can tell your listeners if I'm lying or not, but I was the first to report on your show two weeks ago that not only was I hearing that they were getting calls on Derek, but that the people inside the and that they were listening, but not not shopping them. But I also said that, that the discussion inside. One member of management told me, uh, "I'm going to be t- stunned if we trade them because the talk inside is extension." So I'm not worried about it. I think they go do a gentleman's deal with them for next year, get what done what they need to do, and come back and say, "Listen, you're going to be even more valuable next year. We'll pay them in next year." That's what I would do. That's what I would think would happen. But who knows? Yeah, Can and I, I would, I would, thing? I would say this. I Raider twenty seven. Thanks for the call, man. I oh, would yeah. say this though, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play the other side here. 
if I'm Derek Carr, I would I wouldn't do it. I'm coming off my best season statistically, right? Uh, and so why? Yeah, I want to be here and all that stuff, and that's all great, and we can we can kiss and hug and and sing around the campfire. But at the end of the day, this is probably going to be my last big contract, right? And you might be telling me I'll get it in a year, but then and gentlemen's agreement, like you said, Hondo, it happens in the league all the time. Uh, but if if something doesn't go well and he loses that leverage, this is the last time he may have the leverage. Is my point. I'm not saying it's definitely the last time because we don't know. He can go out and have four or five good more years, and it's not a problem. But I'm just wondering if if that you know if I'm Aaron Ro- if I'm excuse me if I am Derek Carr and I'm looking at this opportunity and I want the commitment from the Raiders, I, I sort of want you to pay me. You did it once, uh, but now you're getting to the point where you you you're getting closer to having a competitive playoff bound team. So I would want the money. I mean, it, it, because listen, we can we can we can be loyal. We can say we want to be here, but at the end of the day, you got to be paid your worth. And when I look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL by pay, uh, number 10 is Matt Ryan, and he's making $30 million. So you want me to wait three years to make that money? And yeah, they can get creative and do kind of things to make them whole. But I just wonder, too, if the Raiders can afford it. And we're going to we're going to Scott, let me ask you this question, though. I want to ask you this one. So you and I both know the kind of man Derek Carr is. Right. So are you telling me if the Raiders go to him and say, listen, we want you. We're going to keep you. We're going to sign you to a four-year, $120 million deal, $30 million a year, which I think Derek would take 30 I do believe mm-hmm. that because right. I think he has a lot of Tom Brady in him that he's willing to take less than his market value if they're willing to make some commitments on how they're going to spend it. Right. And if they said to him, we're going to wait and come back after this year, We'll tear up the, the the next year. We'll tear up twenty two. Just make it a four year extension, thirty million, you know, for you. But we're going to come back after this year. And Mark Davis and Mike Mayock and John Gruden shake his hand. I don't think there's any movement from Carr. I don't think he's going to hold out for thirty five or forty. First of all, Nevada has no state income tax, and for a guy making that kind of large, that's a very it's a big deal for somebody not making that kind of large, let alone a guy making what he makes. And number. Two, too easy. A lifelong Raider fan wants to be here. I think there's a lot more Tom Brady and Derek Carr than people think. Interesting. Well, we're going to continue this conversation. Derek Carr and an extension. Should it happen? Can the Raiders afford it? Now, the way Hondo laid it out, and we'll go over that again when we come back, just to kind of frame it for you again, that would make it possible to afford it, at least uh, hypothetically. So we'll do that as well. You're with Hondo and Scott here on Silver and Black today, only on Raider Nation Radio. From Stabler to Plunkett and Allen to Jacobs, we've got your Raiders covered on Silver and Black today. Here's your host, Scott Colbranson. Welcome back, Silver and Black today here on this Wednesday. Scott Colbranson, Hondo Carpenter with you for the duration. We're with you till 4 o'clock when Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders great Lincoln Kennedy, come up within the Hunnel Coming up next. As always, we're brought to you by our good friend Sam and Ash, the injury attorney, 702 820 1234, because you deserve what's best. We're talking Derek Carr extension. If you're in charge of the Raiders, you're Mike Mayock. John Gruden, do you do you do you approach? I mean, apparently they've had discussions about it already, as has been reported widely. Uh, but do you pay him now? Uh, roughly thirty million bucks, right? So that's what Hondo said. Hondo's point of view was, hey, you know what we can do? We can say 
look, we're going to play you this next two years or one more year, and then we're going to sign you to a new deal starting in a couple seasons. We'll tear up the old deal and give you $30 million a year for four years and make you, quote, unquote, a Raider for life. So I want to hear what you guys think about that. 702-365-9200 is the number to get on the air and tell us what you think. Uh, but, Hondo, you know, th- th- to me, that's what you'd have to do. You would have to you'd have to defer a new deal because of the situation that the Raiders are in with the salary cap. Totally agree. And that's why I think they would handle it the way I suggested, which is, hey, we're going to give you a deal next year. It's not predicated on next year because you're buying us time. We're going to honor that. We're going to reward that. Let us go fix this team to try to make a run next year, Derek. And then the cap goes up and there's more room and everybody gets paid. I, I think Derek jumps at it. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I look, I think you look at this, you look at the Raiders already, to your point, Hondo, about uh, about having to defer some sort of new deal if they were to extend him at 30 or $32 million, somewhere around there. Right now, the Raiders are fifth in the NFL with the salary cap percentage devoted to the quarterback at 18.45%, and that is with a good deal. I mean, you look at Derek Carr and what he's going to make this year, uh, it, is, uh, it is also really – uh, a good deal for them as far as be, being able to have a, a top 10 quarterback in that $20 million range is qu- quite frankly right now a steal. Uh, and so so for the Raiders to do that, like you said, they have to clear a lot of space. Uh, they're going to uh, with Trent Brown and other players, Tyrell Williams, all these guys that they're going to clear off, and I'm sure there'll be more, but they do have a lot of needs. So that's why you have to almost defer it. I don't see any way uh, to, to, to do it right away because uh, that would put them into a precarious position. Totally agree. And the, to me, you got a guy in Derek Carr that loves your team, that loves being a Raider. Now, he's no dummy. He knows what he's worth. But he's also not Joe, Mont- Joe Namath that thinks it's all about me. He's going to be willing, if they're willing to spend the dough, to go out and take a little bit less than market value because he knows the more we win, I'm going to make up market value in a lot of other areas. I mean, Eric, I mean, uh, Derek Carr is a lot of things, but stupid is not one of them. He understands if I take $5 million less than what I'm worth, that doesn't mean anything because I'm going to be very successful on the back end. Yeah, no doubt about it. Also today, Hondo, uh, the rumor is out there out there now about uh, the Raiders wanting to pursue Juju Smith-Schuster, the talented wide receiver from the Steelers. Uh, and this one is interesting to me. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. I'm not saying that your team is necessarily better. Uh, but but to me, those issues, or I should say, those um, those types of players. I mean, yeah, you might if Nelson Aguilar leaves, which we don't know yet, but if he leaves, you have some need at wide receiver, but do you want to spend that much money uh, after you drafted um, uh, Henry Ruggs and he's supposed to be your number one wide receiver going into the future? Yeah, again, I think that's smart. That's why I'm not always convinced what I hear from teams because, you know, a lot of agents are out there, you know, they're trying to, to prime the pump too. So there are reports. I'm not saying that anyone reporting it is wrong or making it up. 
But that's why this time of year, Scott, you and I have been doing it a long time. I'm talking to agents every day, talking to NFL people every day. I'm trying to get a gauge of what's out there. And, uh, you know, hey, if they want to go get them, great. You've got Brian Edwards and Henry, Henry Ruggs are going to be better. Quite frankly, I'd, I'd rather hire to keep Nelson. He's already proven. He's been here. He's got the relationship. I know that he wants to be a Raider. I know the Raiders want him. It's just now a matter of is somebody going to make him a stupid offer? Yeah, no, that's that's it. That's it. I mean, I think I think the situation with with the offense, that's the one thing, too, though, Hondo. I hear a lot from Raider Nation as we've been talking about the calls about Derek Carr and now the calls about Marcus Mariota is this sense that, well, you don't need to do anything to the offense. And, and the moment you think you're good in the NFL on any side of the ball is the moment you start dying because you have to constantly look to improve. That doesn't mean you need major overhaul like some of the defense to be certain because there's some bodies that you need to get on defense. But on the offensive side, I've been talking about uh, the offensive line and the need for depth and the need to replenish that uh, to keep Derek Carr uh, upright and where they need to be as an offense running the ball, too. So, so, so the, this idea that you go into the draft and you draft everybody on the defensive side of the ball, well, that depends where things fall. But you still have needs on offense. That could be at wide receiver. It certainly is uh, at tackle. They're going to have to look at what they're going to do at tackle. But you got to continue to get better, don't you, Hondo? Absolutely have to. Anyone acting like there isn't multiple areas on this team to fix. I mean, let's be honest, the uh, the defense was horrible. And some of that had to do with young players. I think a lot of it had to do with inept coaching. And But we know this, Club Silver and Black is over now. And Gus Bradley's going to bring in a whole different approach, a whole a strength of approach. And I think that's going to fix a lot. But no, they've still got issues on offense that they've got to fix. And, and moving forward, it, it, this isn't just a one-sided problem, although the vast majority of the problem. It's like a guy you know, who goes into the hospital, and he's got a laceration on his arm because he's been in an accident. The doctor says, yeah, we'll work on the laceration later. It's real. It's legitimate. But first, you've broken all the bones in your, in your chest cavity, and one of them, oh, by the way, punctured the heart. We should probably fix that before we worry about a laceration on your arm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no doubt. And and I think but but you have to do that. I, offensive line, again, I keep saying it after the Super Bowl Hondo, offensive line, defense defensive line and 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 quarterback. Now, you're pretty good at both of those situations right now on the offense, but Trent Brown will be gone. You have to look at you have to look at what you're <coughs> going to do. And I I really do believe that there's a chance that the Raiders uh if if everything falls the way they do and they address those defensive needs in other ways too, that they might look for an offensive of tackle. I know you and I have talked about that numerous times. A lot, right, we're, going yeah. on, we're going out on the phone lines and our good man Steven in New Orleans. You're on with Scott and Hondo here on Silver and Black today. Man, give me some boo dance! <laughs> <laughs> it's a etouffee. It's a bull crawfish. Hey, let me take these three masks off. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't know. Scott, I know I responded to a tweet you put out earlier today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not wearing three masks. Nope. Yeah, me either. Now, look, isn't there a way, hey, Hondo, how are you today? Thank you for everything you do, too. Isn't there a way, because I've seen the Saints do it, where they could take Derek's existing contract, extend it, turn 2021's money into a signing bonus, kick that can down the road, and then basically Derek's salary cap hit for 2021 becomes a couple million dollars. I've seen the Saints do that with Drew Brees. Now, I do realize you, it's like buying a pizza in college on a credit card at 26% interest. <laughs> it's going to cost you eventually. 
But isn't there a way to do that? And with Trent, would you cut Trent or kind of stick it to Trent by trading him on his existing contract to somebody? I know who's going to take that contract, though. I don't think. Let me just say this. I mean, that's like asking yourself, is Mila Kunis going to run to date me or Scott? You know, you, you, you can absolutely ask yourself all the questions you want, but at the end of the day, we all know it isn't going to happen. No one's going to want Trent Brown on Trent Brown's contract based upon Trent Brown's performance. Right. Now, when okay. Trent Brown played, he played well. And had he played, had he been available... Had he played well at a high level, we wouldn't even be having this conversation today. But he didn't. So no one's going to take him at that. So, yeah, I mean, the only way Trent comes back, in my opinion, now I guess the Raiders could do whatever they want. I'm certainly not Mark Davis, and I don't pretend to be. But I don't see any way he comes out without redoing his deal. As far as what you said about uh, Carr and Drew Brees, I do remember them doing that. I think it was after the 17th season that they did it. It may have been 18, but yeah, I do remember that. That certainly is a, that's why they have the salary cap engineers that we do. And right. uh, but I will tell you this: the food in Vegas ain't like the food in Nolans. And you're right. Give me some etouffee and some boudin. But here, what are you going to sell, Derek Carr? Come on, Derek, stay. We're going to give you another buffet. <laughs> well, but Derek, Derek has said he didn't. He doesn't ever want to play for anybody else. I'm hoping Derek, in a way, I want Derek to get money. He deserves a certain amount. But I'm hoping, in a way, he kind of does a Tom Brady thing and say, "Look, I don't have to be the highest paid quarterback. If it helps us build the defense, I can live with X." I, well, I, I know that's not what some people feel, but I know if I had that kind of money at some point. Do I want Lombardi's or do I want a few extra zeros in my bank account? Well, let me say this. I've been around the game for many, many years, and I've had the privilege of being friends and knowing a lot of great champions. And one thing that makes champions great is that to them it's all about winning. If I win, the money and everything else takes care of it. Uh, Tom Brady, perennially with New England, took less money because he wanted to win and made millions more in at you know in doing commercials and everything else. He understood that my brand is better. Derek Carr is a winner. Regardless of what 25% of Raider Nation says, the other 75% is smart enough to understand how good Derek Carr is. You're the same 25% that probably says Patrick Mahomes sucks. Well, you know what? I, I get it. You're still playing Tecmo Bowl. But at the end of the day... Hey, I like Tecmo Bowl. And I do too, but these guys are still playing in the Tecmo Bowl because they don't have the ability to understand how the game is played. Derek Carr is a winner. Yes, he wants every dime he can get. He's not stupid. But he also understands my value goes exponentially higher with W's, with Lombardi's. I'm worth more and more and more. He gets that. And because he's honest... And because he has integrity, and because he's not willing to hold the the, the, the franchise hostage because it's all about him, he's willing to come out and say that stuff. It's just another reason. You know, Raider fans are, and again, it's only 25%. They're always wanting the guy next door because they're never happy with what they have. you got a guy that's a top 10 quarterback that loves you, wants to be here, is willing to play for less. Quite frankly, he should be holding out right now if he wasn't who he is. And he's willing to do it 
because he loves the organization, believes in it. This is everything you love about your Raiders. So suck it up, Buttercup. This is your guy. And when you say, well, Derek Carr ain't my Raider, then you must be a Houston Texan fan or Detroit Lion because I got a revelation for you. You're just like the people that said Barack Obama wasn't my president or Donald Trump wasn't. If you're an American who's ever in the White House, they're your president. And who's ever the quarterback of the Raiders, they're your quarterback. And if you don't want them, then you're either not an American in the case of a president, or you're not a Raider fan. Yeah, but wait a minute, Hondo. Hondo, you can always... But here's the thing. And, Steven, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate you, man. Um, Here's the thing, though. You you say that, but if you can get better at the position, I don't have any problem with that. None. So, so, I, no, so, no, no. I, listen, I'm not saying that, there, that there's anything wrong. But, I mean, when I, you, Scott, you see it all the time on Twitter. Derek Carr, not my quarterback. Raider oh, Nation yeah, for yeah, life. That's, well, guess that's what? Just, he is your quarterback. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, again, again, that's, people and, again who, that's people who sit on their brains. What are you going to do? Right. But, it, but it's just like people. And, again, I'm not taking a side. If you, if you didn't like Barack Obama, he was your president. If you didn't like Donald Trump, he's your president. Love or hate Joe Biden. He's your president. And, I mean, this is – Derek Carr is your guy. So well, you yeah, got to embrace it. No, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, here's what, here's what I think there's a fair assessment of Derek Carr because I, I, still, I still have concerns with Derek Carr from time to time. And to me, it always comes down to this. Is he a very, a very good quarterback? Absolutely. I mean, the numbers show that, right? But – Again, you have to – are you elevating your team? Are, and, again, quarterbacks get too much of the credit and they get too much of the blame. There's no question about that. But now when you're in the eighth year of your career, to me, anything less than not only going to the playoffs next year but, but getting your team there, performing at such a high level that you win a playoff game as well, that has to happen. And so to me, the Raiders have to make that choice. The Raiders have to say he is our guy, and which they continue to say. I'm not saying that there's any doubt. I'm just saying from an investment standpoint, they're either all in for the duration or they're not. And so to me, that's why this year is big. They're not shopping them. They're not doing that stuff. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But what I'm saying is you're either all in. This is Vegas, baby. You're taking that wad of cash in front of you at the tables, and you're pushing it all into Derek Carr, and you're betting it all on him. And that's fine. If that's what they're going to do, I've said numerous times, I think they can win with Derek Carr. I got no problem with that. At the same time, though, you got to show that you're committed to it and go all in on it, and it looks like they are. Yep, and Scott, I, I'm going to tell you, you're absolutely right. But let me give another one. If the Raiders came out tomorrow and traded Derek Carr, and you love Derek Carr, but whoever they traded him for, if they traded him for, Mitch, my, for Mitchell Trubisky, for Trubisky, okay? Oh. Oh. I know, sounds <laughs> stupid. Guess what, though? But if they did, he's your quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, nobody would be happy about it, but you're right. You know, then no. they sudden then they suddenly find their love for Derek Carr. Oh, they? where, oh, where has Derek gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? <laughs> and that's why we yeah, don't have singing hour with Uncle Hondo. That's right. That's right. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely sign you up and get you when, once all the lounges are open. We're getting you a, a spot. We'll get you oh, one God. of those corner lounge spots. It'll be a, uh, weekends with Hondo. 
I'll play the guitar for you, man. We'll get it out there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the show rolls on. We'll get to the rest of your phone calls, 702-365-9200. We're talking Raiders football. We're talking Derek Carr extension. We're talking Juju Smith-Schuster rumors, all this kind of stuff. Who said it's the offseason? This is Silver and Black today, only on Raider Nation Radio. If you believe Tom Brady did fumble and that Franco Harris didn't catch that pass and call it the immaculate deception, then you found the right place. This is Silver and Black Today on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Welcome back. Silver and Black Today, Scockle Branson and Hondo Carpenter, where Hondo Carpenter has lit Twitter on fire because he has said that uh, if you don't like Derek Carr, you're not a Raider fan. No, he didn't say that. Hondo? No. No, I mean, this is the problem. Listen, people, stay away from your keyboard if you don't know how to listen because you make yourself look stupid. You know, remember, all of this stuff is taped and then it's archived and redistributed. This is what I said. I don't care if you like or don't like Derek Carr. That's your personal choice. But when you say he's not my quarterback, then you must not be a Raider fan because he is the Raiders quarterback. And if they trade him for Mitchell Trubisky and you love Derek Carr, well, you don't say Mitchell Trubisky isn't my quarterback because he's not. Yes, he is. That's all I said. I understand that you maybe have problems listening or you want to be tough on Twitter. Grow up, buttercup. Listen, if you're going to quote me, I'll say enough controversial stuff because I'm not hiding behind my keyboard. I'm out there. You know who I am. But at least have the the brains to quote me effectively because you sound stupid. And it's not fair because it's not what I said. No, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, if you're going to hear things, then get it right. Uh, but today, you know, people want to uh, just uh, get the cesspool bubbling, if you will. And that's exactly what happened. 702-365-9200 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Here we're talking all things Raiders football. We've been talking about extending Derek Carr. That's why we're talking about Derek Carr. Not about trading Derek Carr or any of that, uh, but instead what it would take to get an extension done, especially with the Raiders' situation around the salary cap, um, and that it will probably take about 30 to $32 million per year on a new deal for Derek Carr. Of course, we're just going based on what we've seen with other teams there. But the Juju Smith-Schuster thing, too, I just want to revisit that, Hondo, because there's a lot of wide receivers out there. There's Allen Robinson from the Bears who's going to be a free agent. He's going to be more costly than, than Smith-Schuster. Uh, but you, would you have any concern? Like some of the people are, I'm, I'm talking with are, I said, well, he's got a little bit of the ego and you know, there's been some locker room issues. I know they were with Antonio Brown, so that's probably on Antonio Brown. But um, there's some question marks there. Some people don't be, aren't, aren't bothered by that. Um, would that be something you'd consider if you were talking to him about a deal? Well, let me say this this because I think this is important. I trust Mike Mayock's ability to analyze and look at players and talent. I trust John Gruden as well that they're going to make the calls. Now, I think the Antonio Brown issue uh, was absolutely a a major screw-up, but I think they had had some assurances from Antonio and people around him and some people who've been around Antonio that they respected that that the the issue was with the the Pittsburgh and not necessarily with, with Antonio, and we learned that not to be the case. So, yeah. If, they're, if they want to go get him and they think that he's a fit and they feel like there is a locker room presence, I mean, you saw 
the number one reason why Antonio Brown had the success he did this year was because he understands he's, you know, he is literally standing one foot in the bathtub and the other foot on a banana peel. And so he was willing to toe the line with Tom Brady. So I think if you look at that guy and say, yeah, we're interested, you have to make sure all the issues are there. I think you have to sign him to a contract that you can cut him if his behavior isn't there. But yeah, I'd have no problem with it if they feel like at the end of the day doing their due diligence, it was the right move to make. Yeah, it's certainly appealing. I mean, if you think about that, I, I still think and I believe that uh, Henry Ruggs was underutilized, and, and that's, that's on Coach Gruden and, and Derek Carr. They need to get comfortable. They need to trust him more. Uh, yes, it's on the player, too. Don't get me wrong. It's not a one-sided thing, uh, but you drafted a guy at number 12, so either you're not using him enough or you really screwed up in the draft, and I think it's, it's the previous. I don't think they screwed up. I think the guy's te- got talent, but to put Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side and then to have Darren Waller, to have Hunter Renfro, to have Foster Moreau, and you know you bolster that offensive line a little bit, man. You you talk you start talking about getting into the top five offense, uh, in my view, with those kind of weapons. Totally agree. And this yep. is one thing the Raiders are going to have. They're going to have a lot of weapons and a lot of guys around that they're going to be able to put out there. This offense next year is going to be incredibly deadly if they're able to go out and get a top quality right tackle. Because let's be honest. Trent Brown is the best in the business when he plays, right. but his his ability doesn't match his availability. So if they go out and even do a minor upgrade with availability, I think they're just exponentially better next year. Well, and 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 that's that's my point though too. I mean, if you look at at the offensive line for the Raiders and what they're going to do, I think that's one of the storylines, Hondo, and I'm sure you're going to cover it on the Raider Maven website uh, of this of this off season. What are they going to do there uh, to ensure that they keep some stability? Now, we don't know about Richie Incognito. We don't know what's going to happen with him if he's coming back, and if he is going to come back, are the Raiders going to uh, keep him around? Um, certainly, he's he's a great player when he can play. He's just when you reach a certain age injury is tough and it takes longer to recover from those and so uh, the Raiders yesterday signed a guy I really like and you and I talked about during camp actually which was Lester Cotton Sr. who who they signed yesterday six foot four, 335 pounds I think this is a guy who can develop into um, a nice player for this Raiders team at guard and that's certainly the kind of depth you need yeah I thought that was a great I, I'm going to be honest I thought he really had a shot to make this team the way he performed in camp. So I'm not surprised they brought him back. I'm happy for him. Yeah, there's no doubt. And so so you look at him, and then you look at the opportunity to maybe grab some guys in the draft. And we still don't know. We know there's going to be uh, salary cap uh, cuts. There's going to be all sorts of movement going around. We'll start to see that happen over the f- next few weeks. Uh, but, Honda, you know, we, the, the new year for the NFL doesn't start till March 17th. So most of these deals that you hear about, even the quarterback deals and some of these other deals, um, they're, they're going to come out, and those usually either – are, are leaked out by the player or the agent, correct? Yeah, usually it's the agent, um, never the player. I mean, I, I've, I've had players who've called me and said, hey, you should probably call my agent. Yeah. <laughs> that way the player has plausible deniability. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'll tell you on a break, one, uh, a very respected pro bowler called me and said, hey, call my agent real quick. He's not going to take any calls till you call him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, like when you have that kind of relationship. Yeah, I right? thought that was kind of nice. That pays off pretty good. So, yeah, but usually it's agents. 
Yeah, it's agents. And and to me, that you know, th- this offseason for the Raiders, I think people are focused on a lot of the names that they see out there at some of these positions. Of course, on the defense. Everybody's focused on the defense. But I think I think it's important if you're a fan is to watch everybody they sign and understand where they fit into the puzzle because I think that'll be indicative, especially you start to see some moves happen. Hondo that are precursors to bigger deals. And I think a lot of people, they get surprised by these big deals. But then if you see some other players, they've either cut loose or they've signed, uh, it sort of indicates where they might be going. And so I think we'll start to see some of those happen over the next several weeks. And then, of course, we got about four weeks until the new year starts. And then, of course, you get that one big day where everything starts pouring in and we start seeing deals. But but what, what do you anticipate? Uh, and we've talked about it before, Hondo. What do you anticipate from... From, from the Raiders on the free agent, you think they're going to go after that defensive end um, or defensive tackle again uh, to, to address that line in free agency? Yeah, you know, when you talk about where do I think they go, I, I, I think if there's a great guy in the first round they can get who's an instant impact tackle, they go there, Scott. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, as much that they can address in free agency with a surety, with guys who are proven producers – they're close. Yeah. And so when you're that close, if you're looking at your draft board saying, okay, listen, I addressed all these defensive needs. Let's go out and get a right tackle who will play for us for 10 years. So, so to me, I think free this draft, and I've been around a long time. In fact, my first Raiders mock draft is coming out Friday. And I can tell you this. This is, I would say, in 25 years, the most wide-open draft I've ever seen for one mm-hmm. team. And that the Raiders, really, there's no sense of direction at the top. They're not going into this like Jacksonville. It is Trevor Lawrence. They're not going into it like Carolina last year. It's all defense. To me, the free agency is going to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I keep telling people, too. Is that they better draft everybody defensively in the draft. And I'm like, no, you got to wait to see what happens. We'll see the free agency. We'll get an indication, especially with some of those bigger names early on. Right. So right when that new year starts in the middle of March, which is a month and a week before the NFL draft, we'll find out if the Raiders go out and sign a big defensive end, if they sign somebody like or or tackle like Leonard Williams, somebody like that, then you know that that's not what they're going to target. So they might go offense in the first round or they might get a linebacker in the first round. Uh, And so I think that's going to be fascinating. That's why this offseason, I was so I was so interested last year because of the amount of picks they had. But now I'm more interested and more excited for Raider fans to watch how the trade market, because I think there will be a little more of a trade market uh, and the free agency uh, before the draft and how that will change what the Raiders. So I think a lot of these mock drafts, starting with yours on Friday, I think a lot of them will be very good and directional. But after March 17th, we'll get a better sense for who the Raiders might target. Uh, and it might surprise people. There's already one out from CBS that has them taking a quarterback. I think that's pretty crazy because I don't think Trey Lance is who they had him uh, um, selecting. I don't think he'll be there when the Raiders select anyway. Uh, but um, so you're still going to start to see this. And yes, some people hate the mock drafts so early, uh, but we're all looking for something to talk about. We're all football junkies it, it goes it courses through our veins and we need something to talk about so we do that but um the free agency and uh the trade market uh, will be interesting hondo from a trade perspective you know we keep hearing marcus mariota that's heating up a little bit i think that if the raiders can get a mid-round draft pick for marcus mariota clear the 10 million dollars off the roster that would be a huge win yeah i think it would too the question is going to be teams are know that the 
Raiders got to move some real estate. Yeah. So do they wait and downplay the trade market? I think it's going to be fascinating uh, to watch. It will be. And that's that's the other thing, too, is there's there's counter moves and moves that happen. It's a chess game, right, in free agency and in the trade market. So teams want to drive up their value. It's so funny, too, because after the Derek Carr uh, conversation and Vinny's original story and then your story about him not being shopped and all that, suddenly you see all these quarterbacks doing it. And the quarterback that surprisingly uh, it might be in, inching towards a Deshaun Watson-type moment is Russell Wilson in Seattle. We're going to talk about him when we come back here because, yes, finally somebody wrote a story that Russell Wilson to the Raiders might be a good idea. Oh, boy, we're going to talk about that next. Hondo and Scott here on Silver and Black Today, <laughs> Raider Nation Radio. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 